Good day, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Just Fish Outdoors. I'm your host, Dale York, and I designed Just Fish Outdoors to focus on freshwater lakes and streams and to provide information, tips, and techniques, along with how-to segments for catching everything from crappie to catfish. We will also provide tips on equipment, tackle, boating, and much, much more. All of this is aimed at helping you catch more fish and have fun doing it. So join us each week as we talk about my favorite subject, fishing. And that'll bring us to our focus segment today. Folks, as spring temperatures warm towards summertime across our area, you know, bass in our lakes are, are shifting gears. They're coming from the spring, you know, shallow water patterns out to the areas to to the lazy hot days of of hanging out in deep water and uh, feeding on uh, easy schools of shad meals as they wander by many of these bass uh, will or or will be located on ledges that form a sharp drop that separates uh, shallower water from deeper water Uh, if you can find a lake's ledge that the bass like or prefer during the hot summertime and odds are that you're going to find them bass stacked up on that area. Uh, you know, you may have to search a lot of area, but it's well worth your time. You know, and if you really find that specific spot, they'll really be stacked up there. So, you know, how do you, we're going to talk a little bit about today about how you go about finding such areas and then, you know, how you go about fishing such areas. You know, one of the places you can, or one of the ways you can start looking is by uh, you know reading a good old-fashioned lake map, uh, or you can do what I do. Uh, I take my trusty Lawrence HDS unit. Uh, I have a portable power supply for it at the house, and uh, I get in my favorite recliner and 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 fire up my HDS unit and start looking at the electronic maps actually on the unit. You know, it, it makes it so much easier. Uh, many times you can sit there in your house and look at these maps and start picking out your spots and actually put your GPS coordinates on those spots before you ever go to the lake. And then when you do get to the lake, you know, you plug this thing in, turn it on, and you've already got several spots that you previously picked out to fish already highlighted on your Lawrence unit. So, uh, you know, I'm constantly doing this, looking at spots, even on lakes that I've fished for many, many, many years. And uh, sometimes it's amazing when you really spend some time doing this, what you find, what you will find. You know, I'm, I'm really looking for the really tight contour lines where there is a, a, a good drop off and shallow water close to deeper water. And once you find that area, I'm trying to further define that. And uh, I'm looking for some type of irregular feature, uh, you know, like a point, like a hump, uh, like a piece of structure, some, you know, maybe a rock pile, maybe a, an old uh, piece of timber down there or something that's irregular on that specific area I'm looking at. You know, I, I'm looking for uh, any creek uh, or any ditch or, or any depression that intersects that spot. You know, I, I'm looking for an area, and over that exactly 
you know, trying to refine that even further is looking for the sweet spot on that area that those fish are holding on. You know, you look for something that is a little out of the ordinary from the surrounding area. Uh, This technique takes some patience, but folks, I guarantee you, you know, it can pay off big time. Uh, You've got to spend the patience and the time to go out And once you uh, pick this spot or pick an area, you've got to really use your electronics and crisscross this area looking for a specific spot. You know, in fishing the bank, you can catch a fish, you know, every eighth or every quarter of a mile. But offshore, if you can find the spot, it can be lights out awesome. And it's generally a school instead of one, one fish. You know, you usually don't find a single fish. Uh, you'll find a school, and once you can get them fired up, you can just literally have a heyday. Uh, As important as a map study is for beginning to locate these offshore ledges, you know, it'll only take you so far. You know, the better ledges are usually not on a map. Uh, You have to, you know, go out on the water and search with your Lowrance HDS electronics uh, looking for subtle little areas on those ledges. You know, that's the key, and I can't emphasize this enough. You know, all of our area lakes have miles and miles of ledges, but contained on those ledges, there only be very small, specific spots. Uh, you know, we may be talking about an area 10-foot square that these fish are ganged in, and, and you throw in that 10-foot square area, you catch fish. You don't throw in that 10-foot square area, you're not going to get a bite. So that's, you know, sometimes how defined this area can be. You know, you can start looking for these areas. Uh, Even the time of year can be important. Uh, Around here, around our part of the area in Oklahoma, you know, May is, is the time of year that I start looking for these areas. And I start looking for the bigger fish. Uh, You know, if you stop and think about it, uh, the bigger fish spawn first. So it only makes sense that these fish will move out to the deeper structure first. And, uh, you know, if you start looking early, mid-Mayish here in Oklahoma for these uh, deep water structure, these, these ledges, many, many times the fish you find on these things are the bigger, bigger fish. And, uh, you know, as the summer progresses and the shallower bite becomes uh, less frequent, you know, you you'll uh, you know find more groupings of fish anywhere from one and a half two pounds on up. So uh, you know, it, it, if you're looking for big fish, uh, I would recommend start looking for these ledges. You know, somewhere late Mayish. Uh, uh, kind of depends on our area temperatures, which can be really fickle at times. But uh, uh, I, I highly recommend start looking. You know, after that moon in April, sometimes uh, early mid May can be your best chance for catching big fish. What happens on many many lakes is that. Many of the, the the shallow water fish will move off of those those shallow areas, and it will become much, much more difficult to catch fish less than 8 or 10 foot water depth. It depends on the water clarity, and, uh, you know, that's where this offshore structure fishing really, really, really starts to shine. Uh, you know, they they can uh, really find a, a, a several schools of fish, and you can catch a lot of shifts. You know, one of the keys to finding these fish is, uh, you know, your Lowrance HDS equipment. You know, you start looking on points, channel, bends, humps, 
uh, roadbeds, bridges, etc., in you know, 14 to 16 foot of water, uh, sometimes more. What you want to do once you find these areas is idle over them slowly with your Lawrence Electronics. You know, you want to find a school of fish, and you want to mark that school of fish with a GPS coordinate. And once you do that, then, uh, you know, you may want to stop and fish on that specific area, or you may want to go try to find another school of fish. You may want to try to locate several schools and then come back and fish for them at one time. Uh, you know, the, the current quality of Lowrance HDS sonar technology combined with the, you know, the GPS waypoint coordinates it has really totali- totally revolutionized the game of ledge fishing from what I grew up figuring out how to do many, many years ago. You know, we used to actually take the paper maps and, uh, you know, back in the flasher days or even in the early, uh, uh, you know, electronic uh, uh, graph days and uh, actually have to draw circles and then go out and try to find that circle that you drew on the electronics. And, (laughs) you know, and sometimes you could spend 30 minutes, an hour looking for a specific spot that uh, you had marked on your map, and, uh, you know, it's uh, it's so much easier now. It, you know, before, it really required a degree of expertise uh, with a paper map and sonar, but now with uh, the great, you know, Lowrance GPS and HDS units, yeah, you can drive right to a spot. <laughs> I mean, you can go right to it, and there's no looking around for it. Uh, you know, then you can idle around and, and looking for that uh, uh, sweet spot uh, on that particular area that you're trying to find the fish on. So, you know, please pay attention to every little nuance of that electronics when you're when you're scanning around, you're idling around looking for that spot because the area that these fish are in, uh, you know, can be very very small and that's one of the tips i generated uh, i gave to you folks uh, several weeks ago one of the things i i really recommend when you're setting up looking for these areas is how you set your screens up on your lawrence hcs equipment you know and one of the things the way i recommend it is you set up three screens you have a navigation screen that has uh, uh, shows where your boat is, uh, show, shows where you're at. Uh, on the on the right side of the screen, you have your down scan, and then you have your left and right scan. Uh, and then for you know if your uh, if your unit is one of the new Touch Twelves or Nines, uh, go ahead and set up four panes. And the other pane would be your regular two D sonar. Uh, you know if you have to remove a pane. Uh, what I would recommend is c- keeping your nav chart up, keeping your 2D sonar up, and then your left and right uh, structure scan sonar going at the same time. And because the beam that's coming off your 2D sonar is, is much wider than what's coming off of your structure scan sonar, so you're able to see and look at more area around and underneath the boat. So, you know, once again, you know, set you up three panes, if at all possible. Have your navigation pane, and then have your regular 2D, uh, down, your 2D sonar pane, and then have your left and right or uh, left or right sonar scan at the same time. Uh, and, and that'll help you pinpoint, cover more water. You can cover it quicker. Uh, you can see more detail. 
then uh, what would be going on if, if you just had your, your 2D sonar on or whatever? And then when you find that spot, you know, you can just hit your GPS coordinate on that. You can tag it, and, uh, you know, you're good to go to come right back to that spot. Uh, you know, it's it's so much easier now than it used to be for looking for that sweet spot. It is just, you know, today's Lowrance HDS Electronics has made it even easier, and it's not as difficult to find those little subtle location that, that on that area that, uh, you know, maybe someone else has missed. So keep that in mind, and, and also, folks, however, <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, when you uh, when you use all these two tools at your disposal, it still all comes down to you got to chunk an actual lure out there and uh, f- you know spend some time fishing it to figure out exactly what it is you just marked you know and how productive that spot may be. So uh, you know regardless of everything else going on, you still got to fish it to know if there's fish there or if there's fish there willing to bite. Uh, the, the lures that I use for this particular locating, uh, you know, one of the one of the great things you can do, you can go to a, a three quarter ounce or a one ounce hardhead with a biffle bug. Uh, you can cover a lot of water sometimes really fast with that thing. Uh, you know, we talked about that a couple of weeks ago on uh, the biffle bug and what they call bottom bugging. You know, one of the other things that you can do uh, is throw a deep diving crankbait. Uh, deep diving crankbait is an excellent search tool. You can cover some water fairly quickly, uh, but keep in mind what the area, the depth of the area that you're fishing, uh, and you want to make sure that your crankbait can get down there to where those fish are. Big swim baits, you know, the popularity of swim baits has just exploded in recent years, and uh, that's one of my favorite baits. You know, you can go to a one or even a two ounce head. Put a big swim bait on and uh, cover some of this deeper area pretty quick and find out pretty quick if there's any fish there. Uh, of course, you know, big jig and pig combos. Uh, you know, if uh, the fish are really neutral and, and you're not having much success with the faster moving baits, uh, your, your jig and pig, your Carolina rig uh, will sometimes produce results that uh, some of the faster moving baits won't. And, of course, one of the other things that every deep water angler should have in his tackle box is a big spoon. If you, if you kind of team up several of these things, have some of these things rigged on your rods, have several rods up there that you can uh, try different approaches, try different techniques once you find these spots, sooner or later you're going to connect here on something. You know, when you're looking for fish ganging up on offshore spots, uh, also, another thing to, to remember is, uh, you know, the time of day can be very important. Usually early in the morning, the fish seem to be shallower, and real, real late in the evening, fish seem to be shallower or can be more easily caught shallower. You know, some of my most favorite times to fish and look and, and catch these fish is like from 1 to 2 o'clock in the afternoon to maybe... Oh, six o'clock in the evening. You know, you you can go out fish early, catch your fish early in the morning. Maybe go in for lunch or whatever. Uh, come back out and start looking for these fish as as the summer sun gets higher and higher. Uh, it'll drive these fish deeper and deeper. And uh, you know, somewhere in the afternoonish is is my favorite time for doing this particular technique. Not only for finding the fish, but also catching the fish. 
you know, another thing to remember here is you may find an excellent spot, and there may not be any fish on there at 9 o'clock in the morning. Uh, you come back to that same spot at maybe 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and, and there's a herd of them on there. So, you know, uh, sometimes the time of day you're looking at is as important as the time of day you're fishing, so remember that. Uh, you know, looking for fish on deep structure can be very challenging. You have to have your patience turned up on high. You know, it, it's just one of those places that it, it it's kind of like deer hunting. You're not going to pull the trigger till you see a deer. And, you know, this kind of structure fishing is the same way. You're fishing for fish that you actually know are there. You're not just blindly casting lures into a specific area hoping to catch a fish. Uh, you're doing 180 degrees opposite. You're finding the fish <laughs> and then trying to catch the fish. You know, there's a lot of species out there that you can practice this on. Striper fishing, hybrid fishing, sand bass fishing. Uh, it, it's, it's an excellent tool to do this with, to sharpen you up on setting up your electronics, to sharpen you up on, on how to find these fish, how to catch these fish. Then once you do find them, uh, and start catching them, how to stay on top of them. You know, so, uh, you know, you don't have to start with, uh, you know, Kentuckys or smallmouth or largemouth bass. You can actually start with some of these a uh, little easier to find and a little easier to catch species and, uh, you know, accomplish the same thing. It'll it'll kind of sharpen up your your skills for uh, later use on, on, on largemouth and smallmouth and Kentuckys. You know, it, it can be, you know, once again, it can be really challenging, Boy, you talk about being addictive. <laughs> you know, you'll you'll want to do this over and over and over again. Uh, and once again, you know, as far as catching fish, it's one of the most productive methods there is during the summertime to actually catch fish. Uh, and, uh, you know, you can apply some of these same techniques regardless of whether you're looking for black bass, whether you're looking for Kentuckys, whether you're looking for smallmouth, or some of our other, uh, you know, like stripers and hybrids and sand bass same techniques apply so uh, you know you can you can practice this time and time again so uh, if you get the opportunity uh, you know fire this stuff up fire your electronics up get you some good Lawrence HDS equipment and start spending some time getting acquainted with your area reservoir or lake looking for these spots and I and I guarantee you folks if you're willing to put in the time and the effort necessary it will reward you big time over the course of a summer. So try this technique. Uh, and if you have any questions, feel free to drop me an email, justfishoutdoors at justfish.com. That's with a JST, folks. And uh, we'll try and help you any way we can on that. Folks, uh, send us an email. Tell us how you like the show or, or how we can improve on it. If you have any suggestions for a topic, let us know. We'll try and uh, put a show together for you that'll help you out. And if you would like to know more about Just Fish Outdoors or anything we can help you with, just drop us a line, justfishoutdoors at justfish.com. That's with the JST folks. Uh, we're also available to speak for uh, uh, people that uh, get-togethers that would like to have us come out and, and uh, help you out. Feel free to drop us a line. You can also find us on Facebook at Just Fish Outdoors. And, folks, get out and enjoy one of the many lakes or streams we're blessed to have. And, folks, that'll wrap up another show this week. This is Dale York, host of Just Fish Outdoors, saying, 
We'll catch you later.